Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 391. Why search the future and the past? Why do ye look with tearful eyes and seek far off for paradise? Before your feet, life's pearl is cast. Hymn number 391. The scriptural will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible. Revelation. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. 
And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. 
Let's now sing hymn number 200. O daughter of Zion, awake from thy sadness. Awake, for thy foes shall oppress thee no more. And bright o'er thy hills dawns the day star of gladness. Arise, for the night of thy sorrow is o'er. Hymn number 200. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson and other topics that need to be covered, and learn better how to practice this science of Christianity, founded, discovered and founded by Mary Baker Eddy. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11. And that Sunday school is available for children anywhere. Uh, in fact, many of our Sunday school students do not live in the area, 
but they participate via the teleconference number that we have dedicated just for the Sunday school. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and our Sunday school teachers will be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. I'd like to point out on our English website an article that is being featured uh, that I would like to recommend. It's an excerpt from an article entitled Body, attributed to Mary Baker Eddy. And it's excellent. I recommend it very highly. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in the Christian Science Textbook, which, which attests to the power obtained by studying the Christian Science Textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Sylvia from Australia. Page 633. From Despair to Hope and Joy I have often had a desire to make public what Christian science has done for me, but I could never tell of all my blessings, there are so many. From childhood, I was always sick, never knew one hour of rest, and was under the doctor's care most of the time. I was living in the East at that time and was advised to try a change of climate, which I did. I came West with my family in the spring of the year but instead of growing better, I grew steadily worse, until at last I was obliged to keep my bed for nearly three years, a great sufferer. My ailments were, it seemed, all that flesh is heir to, and were called incurable by the doctors, viz. Bright's disease and many others in the last stages. My case was known among physicians, many of whom were prominent specialists, as a most extreme one. Many, upon looking at me, would turn away with a wise shake of the head and say, What keeps her alive? My physicians, who were exceedingly kind and did all that lay within their power for me, gave me up, and the death sentence was pronounced on me by all who attended me. It was then I realised that man's extremity is God's opportunity. The little book was handed me at this hour of great need. I read it, not thinking it would heal me, but like a drowning man, I grasped at it. I read it, read it again, and soon found myself growing stronger. Then I kept on reading, and was perfectly healed of all the supposedly incurable diseases. L.B. Austin, Minnesota The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts 
and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 20 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Ancient and Modern Necromancy, alias Mesmerism and Hypnotism, Denounced. The golden text is from Ephesians. Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The responsive reading is from Psalms. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet, yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. <clears throat> I will read from the Bible, Exodus. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Leviticus. Ye shall make you no idols, nor graven image. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and
and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. And ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in your land safely. And I will give peace in the land, and ye shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase an hundred, and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. And I will walk among you, and will be your God, and ye shall be my people. But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments, I will break the pride of your power, and your strength shall be spent in vain. Genesis. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take to the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, 
and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. Then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, nor stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld And lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Psalms. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation.
Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power. And to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The three great verities of spirit, omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, spirit possessing all power, filling all space, constituting all science, contradict forever the belief that matter can be actual. These eternal verities reveal primeval existence as the radiant reality of God's creation in which all that he has made is pronounced by his wisdom good. Thus it was that I beheld, as never before, the awful unreality called evil. The equipollence of God brought to light another glorious proposition, man's perfectibility and the establishment of the kingdom of heaven on earth. The might of omnipotent spirit shares not its strength with matter or with human will. The maximum of good is the infinite God and his idea, the all in all. Evil is a suppositional lie. As named in Christian science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is the specific term for error, or mortal mind. It is the false belief that mind is in matter, and is both evil and good. That evil is as real as good, and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. The malicious form of hypnotism ultimates in moral idiocy. The truths of immortal mind sustain man, and they annihilate the fables of mortal mind, whose flimsy and gaudy pretensions, like silly moths, singe their own wings and fall into dust. In Christian science, man can do no harm. For scientific thoughts are true thoughts, passing from God to man. Animal magnetism has no scientific foundation, for God governs all that is real, harmonious, and eternal, and his power is neither animal nor human. Mankind must learn that evil is not power. Its so-called despotism is but a phase of nothingness. Christian science despoils the kingdom of evil and preeminently promotes affection and virtue in families and therefore in the community. The Apostle Paul refers to the personification of evil as the god of this world and further defines it as dishonesty and craftiness. Sin was the Assyrian moon god. 
Evil is a negation because it is the absence of truth. It is nothing because it is the absence of something. It is unreal because it presupposes the absence of God, the omnipotent and omnipresent. Every mortal must learn that that there is neither power nor reality in evil. Evil is self-assertive. It says, I am a real entity, overmastering good. This falsehood should strip evil of all pretensions. The only power of evil is to destroy itself. It can never destroy one iota of good. Every attempt of evil to destroy good is a failure and only aids in peremptorily punishing the evildoer. Lulled by stupefying illusions, the world is asleep in the cradle of infancy, dreaming away the hours. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. Humanity advances slowly out of sinning sense into spiritual understanding. Unwillingness to learn all things rightly binds Christendom with chains. Love will finally mark the hour of harmony, and spiritualization will follow, for love is spirit. Before error is wholly destroyed, there will be interruptions of the general material routine. Earth will become dreary and desolate, but summer and winter, seed time and harvest, though in changed forms, will continue until the end, until this final spiritualization of all things. The darkest hour precedes the dawn. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness, and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error, when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. Mortal error will vanish in a moral chemicalization. This mental fermentation has begun and will continue until all errors of belief yield to understanding. Belief is changeable but spiritual understanding is changeless. As this consummation draws nearer, he who has shaped his course in accordance with divine science will endure to the end. As material knowledge diminishes and spiritual understanding increases, real objects will be apprehended mentally instead of materially. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check, 
They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. In reality, the more closely error simulates truth and so-called matter resembles its essence, mortal mind, the more impotent error becomes as a belief. According to human belief, the lightning is fierce and the electric current swift. Yet in Christian science, the flight of one and the blow of the other will become harmless. The more destructive matter becomes, the more its nothingness will appear, until matter reaches its mortal zenith in illusion and forever disappears. The nearer a false belief approaches truth without passing the boundary where, having been destroyed by divine love, it ceases to be even an illusion, the riper it becomes for destruction. The more material the belief, the more obvious its error, until divine spirit, supreme in its domain, dominates all matter, and man is found in the likeness of spirit, his original being. The broadest facts array the most falsities against themselves, for they bring error from undercover. It requires courage to utter truth, for the higher truth lifts her voice, the louder will error scream, until its inarticulate sound is forever silenced in oblivion. The God Principle is omnipresent and omnipotent. God is everywhere, and nothing apart from Him is present or has power. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 298. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior, heard ye the glad sound, 
felt ye the power of the word. Twas the truth that made us free and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. Hymn number 298.
my people
be exalted. Shall be exalted. To be exalted. And every mountain and hill made The crooked straight. is playing the crooked straight the crooked straight and raw places finish on that, right? <laughs> well, let's now sing hymn number 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. 
strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son. Stand then in his great might, with all his strength endued, and take to arm you for the fight the panoply of God. Hymn number 312. I will read from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all, Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, woman of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. 
But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him, see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. First Timothy. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.